0: Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is March 23rd, 2020. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with one of the sharpest GPP minds in the industry that I happen to be tied with 3-3, to and I'm not a GPP player, but you know we're gonna have to see what kind of moxie he has and he is the one and only Andrew Hansen
1: that's right coach and I'm excited because we are we have got something to to compete on now we've got some exciting contests that you've set up here so the foreseeable future
0: it's not as bleak as it once was exactly there's there's stuff to keep us entertained and distracted and and things we can use to help us uh, prepare for going forward, and that's really the the vein we're taking here at DFS Coach Talk is to bring something out there that we can have some fun with. Our members and pros can all join in together on, and uh, you know, have some competition, some serious tra- trash talking, and you know, in the midst of all of it, we're gonna our podcasts are all gonna be based on preparation for when sports launches again. So as you know, we've done a series of informational DFS uh, key information that we're sharing that's really a lot of the secret sauce of how we prepare, how we, you know, put together our lineups, our strategies, you know, the websites we go to for our, our foundational uh, build, and, and uh, all of the stuff that, you know, we're, we're excited to share with our members, and, You know, excited to just put out there for those that are looking for something different that aren't looking to, you know, just crunch an optimizer that want to build hand build lineups and win win some big money. So it's awesome. And we're going to continue it uh, through uh, a breakdown of of the two two teams a day in the NBA as far as what exactly to expect when they come back uh, through a lot of elements that we're using to look at that criteria statistical injuries you know roster makeup where they are in the standings etc so we'll tackle all of those then we're going to start uh in with baseball uh and we're assuming that we're not going to be back quite yet after our 15 days of of doing the basketball breakout so we'll have some informational uh, uh three or four informational pieces on baseball just like we did with hoops uh, Andy G, our our lead pro uh, in MLB, will be on those with me and Andrew and uh, Michael and a few people that uh, uh, Santina. we have some real baseball guys, too, in our group. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll handle those. And then we're going to break out the baseball teams two by two. And, you know, for them, it's easier because it's a preview. We don't have to factor in all the middle of the year stuff. But we'll just be doing a flat out preview uh from a dfs standpoint obviously of each team who to look for you know who's going to stand out who's going to be affected by this layoff because you know hitters can get in a batting cage a lot most of the ones have them at their own house so i think they're going to be okay my question will be and we'll talk about that when we get to baseball is the pitchers the pitchers are just so quirky with their workouts and bullpen sessions and all their stuff i think it's going to take a while for them to get back so we're going to ride that baseball information into what we're going to believe is the end of this shutdown then and so when we get back first day of uh sports we'll be completely ready uh to just uh crush it in in nba and mlb uh and then you know down the road we'll start with the nfl stuff but in the meantime, we're going to do a contest too. This is exciting. We just announced it last night, and I threw out some stuff in the uh, Discord this morning. Everybody's pumped up for it. Um, as you know, FanDuel, or if maybe you don't, but FanDuel has a simulation contest that they're running each night, and it's always locks at 7 Eastern. And it's uh, you pick a team with salaries just like you do normally. And I'll let Andrew explain the, the basic rules of it. But what we're doing is we're having a contest that's just uh, all of our members and all of our pros going against each other. And, you know, you have to win the contest three times. So it's going to take a while, although I could win the first three, Andrew. But I'll <laughs> try. I'll try to lay off on one of them just to get us, you know, going a few, few days. <laughs> but, um, but whoever wins three first, for if you're a member, you get an, a free additional month onto your membership, which is awesome. And you also get, uh, we just are producing now our uh, DFS Coach Talk hoodies, and they are so sharp, it's ridiculous. So you get a hoodie if you win it and a free month membership. Our pros are fighting and battling because whichever pro wins three first gets the coveted hoodie fitted to whatever size they need. And those hoodies are not available yet. So uh, we anticipate whichever pro gets those hoodie, that hoodie is going to be doing some serious uh, selfies and pl- Putting them on our Discord, that's for sure. So we're excited about that. We're gonna do that each day. Uh, and you know, and we'll see who wins that one, how long that takes to get to three uh for somebody, and then you know, uh, take it from there. So we have a link in our Discord. All you have to do is become a, a member, jump in there. And uh, then you can uh, join in that daily contest. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Andrew, go over the, just slightly the rules and then the article you're doing. Tell everybody what you're doing on that DFS Coach Talk Challenge.
1: Well, I'll, I'll try to get focused on that, but I am a little bit distracted. I'm already envisioning myself in that hoodie with the championship.
0: <laughs> Keep <laughs> oh, envisioning, I can't wait. buddy. Keep envisioning. <laughs> so the way to
1: get to that hoodie whether you're one of the pros on the squad here or one of the members is well first of all become a member. So uh, join in with one of our memberships as coach has described recently, your membership will be on hold. your membership
0: will be on hold and um, and let me just jump in there because the easiest thing to do and we're gonna throw this out there too the, the the cheapest membership we have is 25 bucks. You get a week membership for 25 bucks. And we sell, we go a week, a month, or a a year. And here's the thing. If you sign up to join us for that $25 initial uh, membership, it does not start until the first day that sports is back. So let's just say sports don't come back until July 15th. From now until July 15th, your one-week membership is locked. You're a member all this time, and there's no payment. So then if on July 15th, that one-week membership that you purchased, the clock starts ticking on that. So, I mean, if you want to be part of a a Discord with a group of, of seven DFS pros and a bunch of awesome members, I mean, you know, the only reason we're not giving it away for free is, we, you know, we want to have people that come in, be serious about this. We're not just the fly-by-night, uh, you know, provider. We're one of the only providers out there, if not the only, that has this much experience and been in DFS sports this long and played at a professional level. And also, uh, you know, on top of everything else, we're providing full lineups for both DraftKings and FanDuel, both from the cash and GPP side. So you're getting four plug and play lineups every night and we're going to do the same thing uh, in basketball or I'm sorry, in baseball and football. So, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're in earshot of it, I'll be posting some things on Twitter as well. Come join us. You can jump in this uh, contest. You know, I after tomorrow, I'll probably have two wins. And everybody else will have zero. So if you join within the next couple of days, then, you know, you'll be even with everybody else other than me. And then, you you know, you have a shot to win it.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, we'll see. I mean, we're going to kick it off tonight. In the meantime, we do. We want to get you ready for this type of contest. And on FanDuel, there are three things, three basic things that you have to keep in mind. And this will save you the trouble of reading the rules and, um, you know, going through any mistakes along the way first thing is that the listed matchup on the slate means nothing so tonight for example one of the games is houston at dallas on Fanduel. houston is not playing dallas in any sort of simulation here so you don't have to worry about matchups between those two teams so that's number one number two is yeah yeah it's huge it's 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 enormous number two is and i'll quote this rule Each player will be assigned a different random game. And what that means is, if you play James Harden, you're going to get a game that he has actually played this season. And you're going to get his fantasy point total from that game. So if they played on December 1st and he got 86 fantasy points, that's what you get. If you randomly get his game on January 5th and he got 49 fantasy points, that's what you get. And it's different for every player on that team. It could wow. come from it could come from any game throughout the season. You know, it could come from the same game, but it doesn't have to. So you could get James complete Harden complete random complete randomness, but yeah. it is based in reality. It will be one of the games that that player has played this season. Okay? okay? And the final point to remember just in terms of the basics is that you will not get a DNP coach's decision so if you pick one of these lower priced players who has 15 dnps you don't have to worry about getting one of those zeros you're going to get a contest a game from earlier this season when he actually played now he may only get two fantasy points from that game but a lot of these lower priced guys have games with 40 or even 50 fantasy points or more so that's the other thing to keep in mind when you're building your roster And what I'm going to do this week is write up a short summary of these rules, as well as some of the key strategies to keep in mind. We're going to put that on our website at DFSCoachTalk.com.
0: So stay tuned for that this week. Absolutely. And I did want to say also, because I didn't realize that the first time through, even if guys was out for the year, like Kyrie Irving, you can play him because he did play a game. So really the eligibility is if you've played in a game this year, you're eligible. So you can take guys that have been are out for the season and you'll still uh, get points there. So yes, it's not the perfect science. I made a little fun of this early on because I I hate randomness. I like to make everything is more about skill than anything else. But you know what, this is just going to be a fun thing that we're going to do. Uh and certainly there is some strategy to it, so it's not completely uh, game of roulette. But uh, you know, we're gonna have fun with it, and if if uh, we'll see who's got a little extra moxie uh, in this contest. So I appreciate that, Andrew. You would think Andrew would just kick butt at this, though. He's the he knows these rules better than the guys at uh, FanDuel, and man, <laughs> he's still he's still only 500 against me. I don't get it.
1: Well, it shows your talent, and it shows the randomness of these go- outcomes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My dumb luck you're trying to say. I got you. I wouldn't I go that you. far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to uh, you know what we wanted to discuss today to finish up uh, sort of the, the NBA uh, strategy sessions here, and its consistency of the, the bankroll management piece. And, yes, we did touch on this a lot. Uh, Yesterday when we were going over uh, contest selection and cash versus GPP, but we wanted to take that another level today and talk about it from the sense of uh, somebody that strictly plays GPPs or somebody that strictly pays cash because we do have some members that do that. And then again, my recommendation of sort of melting those two together to uh, build your bankroll will go over that side as well. And we've also tried to make this um, as realistic as possible. So we we've, we've built our discussion around having a twenty five, two hundred and fifty, or twenty five hundred dollar bankroll. So this way you can get a sense of uh, what you know we recommend you're playing per night and the contest that you're playing in. But the the discipline is more important probably than anything because. If you think you can just go in all in every night, you know, play your 23 and then the next night you've got 46 and you go all in and now you've got 38 and you go all in. I mean, it's just a matter of time before you bust. So you've got to have a strategy to it. Uh, And I've seen guys with big bank rolls that that go all in uh, on night. So, you know, you can't let the gambling side of it get the best of you. You've got to stay disciplined to managing your bank role that you're trying to build. And, you you know, I know so, there's one guy in the world that wins that Millie maker and all that stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing as like playing the lottery if, if you're looking to do that. So you've got to approach it from build your bankroll, And, you know, along the way, if you hit for the million, great, but at least you are managing your bankroll and being disciplined throughout. So that's the key factor I want to let everybody know. You know, the why I love DFS so much and have played it and I firmly believe been successful at it is the, the reasoning that I do believe the majority of this game is skill. Preparation and skill, I've seen it over and over and over again. All you have to do is look at those of us that are on those leaderboards all the time. It's the same people, not because we have the most money to put in, it's because we have the best processes in place. And I think ours is better than anybody's because we don't use an optimizer. We're hand building. And I think that gives us that edge that we've talked about on, on prior podcasts. So, you know, the focus of, of that being that it's a skill piece. And, yes, there is a percentage of it that is going to be luck, you know, injuries, file trouble, that stuff. You, you know, that's just variance that's going to equal out both ways. Sometimes it's going to go against you. Sometimes it's going to go with you. So you just you ride that piece of it out and stick with everything else that you're doing. And then from the bankroll management side, Andrew, do you want to go over with everybody what we recommended the max uh Buy-in for that night is if you have those different bankrolls based on the percentages. Yes, we said that if
1: you're going to play on average about twenty-five dollars a night, then you might invest fifty percent of that on a given slate. So that'd be about twelve dollars. If you're playing the around two fifty, or if you've got two hundred fifty for your bankroll, then invest twenty percent of that on any given slate. So that'd be fifty dollars. And then, if you have $2,500 that you're playing with as your bankroll, then invest perhaps 10% of that on any given slate, which of course would be $250. So, we're going to be talking a little bit about players playing $12 on a slate, $50 on a slate, or
0: $250. Right. And so, we sort of discussed yesterday, you know, what we felt our builds would be like in those with what we recommend, which. DFS Coach Talk, we recommend playing a mixture of about 75% of what you're putting forward that night in cash, being you're playing a heads up, a 50-50, uh, uh, something where you're getting an even return. So we you at least know that uh, you know 50 to 75% of what you're playing, f- because it can be a little bit lower at the, at the $25 number, you're at least going to come out ahead. So you got a 50-50 shot on, you know, in essence, to come out ahead for the night. And then the portion, the the 25 to 35%, whatever the, the smaller amount is for GPP, will allow you to, you know, play some single entry, lar- you know, large tournaments where everybody's in the same vein with you, etc. And then I'll let Andrew go more into that. So, you know, in other words... We're not going to ever tell somebody that has twenty-five or forty-five dollars in their bankroll to ever get into like the the hundred thousand-dollar, uh, you know, hundred and fifty max entry events. It's just you, you know you're a needle in a haystack there. It's not worth it. And you're gonna you're gonna bust and you're gonna find yourself putting that same twenty-five dollars in and over and over again. So what we recommend, like you know, if you, let's just say you have exactly twenty-five dollars and you and FanDuel and DraftKings is out there. I think, you know, playing, identifying somebody, you know, that you can look at the experience levels on the two sites as well. And if you want to match up against somebody head-to-head, just make sure it's not, you know, a five-star experience guy. But in these, the, the lower events, the real high experience guys can't even enter. They're, they're not even on their screen, like those $1 and $2. They don't even have the option to get into those. So, because they're so experienced. So, you can get in some of those lower contests with just people with medium to low level experience in DFS. So, I would recommend, you know, doing some of that. I love the FanDuel 50-50s. The $10 one uh, is always great. So, that's an option if you have a $25 uh, bankroll because you can get in a 100-person contest, you know, finishing that top 49 and you double up your money. I mean, that's a solid way to invest that part. And then the other one there's, you know, there's DraftKings has a real nice uh, $12 single entry. I play that one all the time because it's, you know, it's very winnable, like 500 people in it and everybody only has one entry. So you have lots of options between those two sites to make up that split between your cash and what you're playing gpp wise and then to expand on that mixture the higher dollar ones it's exactly the same thing you know if i have if i'm playing if i have 2500 and i'm gonna uh, play 250 dollars that night i guarantee i'm gonna be in a 109 nine dollar heads up uh, match right off the bat so that's gonna get me to the point of just about even on even if I lost everything else, and then I'm gonna spread out a, a few other things. I'll probably play a fanduel $25, 50/50, and then I I may, if I'm feeling frosty, get in the $40 single entry on DraftKings, which I like to play a lot. Again, I don't believe in playing the large tournaments unless, like in a case like this where I'm pay, playing 250, which I do often. That's you know, I play in that range. Uh, a lot or even a little bit more, somewhere in there. and in the in that case, you can throw one sh- one shot deal into a seven dollar and seventy seven cent try to hit the big one if you get your bankroll to that point, you know, but I'm not doing that on top of the two hundred and fifty. Uh, I'm betting that night. I'm doing it as part of it. So the larger your bankroll gets, you can take a few more shots in those. Now, that's again, that's for somebody that's building a bankroll with playing both methods. So that pretty much explains you know, how that split occurs. There's plenty of team, uh, contests on there that you can choose. The, the whole focus, though, is and, – and again, if it's the $25 or $2,500 guy, it's the same thing. Keep a split that you can build up your bankroll with cash – And then play in the single entry events. There's a ton of great ones where you have an even shot against everybody else because it, you know, and if you're really expanding your bankroll on a given night and you want to throw just one shot in one of those big ones, then go ahead and do that. Um, You know, what I tend to do even before I do that, and maybe some of our members will remember this, I played uh, three max entry twenty-seven dollar Tournament and I entered three times because I want to have the equal shot of everybody else. And with uh, a few minutes left in the game, I was in first, second, and third. Do you remember that, Andrew? A couple. I do. I do remember that. And so, if I won those three, it would have been almost two grand. So I'm just biting my nails off. And then uh, I can't even remember the player. I've tried to erase it from my name, but he hit a three or did something, and the guy uh, passed me. And so I finished uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and ended up uh, with like 900, I think, or eight, eight something, which was a great profit. I mean, you know, I turned, but that's the kind, you know, when I really want to take a shot and feel great about a slate, I'll go to a three max entry like that, and there you go, you know, I went eight times my money uh, in in just that one shot, and that that's how you really build a good bankroll. But in in essence, really, the the whole picture of it is discipline and focus and not going outside of those those realms because i'm telling you i've seen it a billion times a lot of times when you feel great about a lineup it's the one that does bad and a lot of times the one that you're not sure about is the one that's awesome so you can't just totally go on gut like that you've got to stay disciplined and do it so let's talk about it from this side because we do have some members that just play gpp's So, Andrew, why don't you take it from here? And for those guys that don't want to mess with the cash, just play GPPs. How are they going to manage those size bankrolls?
1: Okay. so before I get to actually breaking down those bankrolls, I want to go over a couple concepts. And Mike certainly hit on some of these over the weekend. But the first one is just to know your strengths in GPPs and to learn your strengths in GPPs. So depending on where you are with your experience, you've got to experiment with different contests and different types of slates and so the first thing you really need to figure out is are you better at a big a big slate which i'm going to say is usually seven games or more a small to medium slate which i consider three to six games being played in in the nba that night or a two-game slate or a showdown and those are Four really different categories. You've heard Coach and I talk a lot about how he prefers those bigger slates. I prefer really the other three categories. If it's yeah. three, three to six games, two games, or one game, those are my favorite contests. So that's the first thing is to, to know and learn your strengths in those categories. The next thing is to find contests within that slate that you can max out, max your entries and the f- easiest way to do that and the best way to do that of course is with a single entry so that's the first thing um and we'll get into that with the, the different bank roles here in a second but the other thing i just want to mention is that as coach just referenced you also want to max out those three entry maxes or the 20 entry maxes that's the next step up usually and then the 150 max certainly is another category that you need to build towards um one other thing i want to mention before we get into the the bankroll side of it is the 20 entry max because this is one of my favorite categories so not only have to you got to figure out which slate you're going to be on and then which contest you're going to max out but within the the 20 entry max if you're in that contest I want to I want to mention how to break down those 20 entries, and because I think that goes a long way towards managing your bankroll, is entering different types of teams. So if you've got 20 entries going in, then I would I would reserve a few for game stacks. So you know that there could be one or two or maybe even three games on a slate that you want to stack course, in those lineups, let's say on DraftKings, you've got eight players, maybe four or five guys or even six come from a game, and then you can plug in your two or three va- favorite value players on the slate and sort of mix and match. So that's one category, is the game stack. Yeah. The next category, of course, would be a stars and scrubs lineup.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you might on DraftKings, you might have three guys in that 10k range, three guys in that 3k range. And then you'd have your last two guys sort of in that 4 to 5K range. And so then, you know, if you've got 20 entries and you like three studs and and three cheap players, um, then you sort of mix and match with maybe a couple guys in the 4 to 5K range. And you're you're hand-building all these. Hand-building all these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then you might have, you know, four or five of your lineups in that 20 entry max with that stars and scrubs approach. Mm-hmm. And then, and then last would be the balanced approach, where you might have one one guy at 9K, one guy at 8K, then several guys in the six to seven K range, and then you don't have to go down to the scrubs. You have a 4K guy, a 5K guy, and we've all seen all of these different builds win yep. big tournaments. They all can work. <laughs> so uh, that, that's. That's the general approach I like to take to a 20 entry max to really build and steadily build the bankroll. Um, and then the art, the art is of course figuring out a slate and de- determining well, do I want to do I want to invest seven or eight of my lineups in a stack, or you know maybe I'm really feeling the stars and scrubs, so I want to play ten of my lineups stars and scrubs. But I I think that in general you always want to get at least one lineup in each of those categories just in case. Yeah. So that's the approach for the for the 20 entry max. Um, and then the last point I'll make before breaking down those three bankrolls is just that I like the idea of tinkering with your exposure to the contest with the mega max prizes. Okay. You know wh- whether that's Again, depending on your bankroll, whether that's $2,000, 10000 or $100,000, um, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Because most, t- most tournament players who are playing solely tournaments are going to be taking shots in those big
0: max prize tournaments. So it's right. just a matter of – The big dogs know. all enter 150 max as far as the optimizer dudes that are trying to take down those big GPPs. You just always right. have to keep that in mind.
1: Right. So here's here's how I would break it down with those three bankrolls to try to get a bigger bankroll so that you can take more and more shots at these bigger prize tournaments. So if you're starting out with and and you're going to play twelve dollars in tournaments on any given night, what I would do is this is
0: is just a guy that's playing all tournaments. So you have twenty five bucks to work with.
1: Oh, twenty five. Even better. All right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'll give you three basic approaches there for the the 25-ish dollar night. One is you play three single entries of varying amounts, Mm -hmm. and then you get one entry in a max prize tournament. And that doesn't have to be the tournament with 150 max and first prize of 100,000. It could be the, the $4 tournament with you know, 10 to 12,000 as the top prize, Mm -hmm. but that's one way to approach it is three single entries and then one max prize tournament. Another one would be instead of three single entries, you, you go to that three max tournament and you max that one out. So maybe it's, again, I was, I was sort of gauging this on $12, but on DraftKings, there's a there's usually a, a three-entry max for about four dollars. So if you mm-hmm. max that one out, there's your twelve dollars, and again that gets you on that level playing field that you were talking about earlier, Coach.
0: Yeah. So and then maybe mix that with that twelve-dollar single entry. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. So there, there's the second option, and mm-hmm. then the third option is you take your twenty-five dollars. You go to again if you're on DraftKings. I'm going to stay there because it's just a little bit. Too confusing with FanDuel and, and all these different options. So just sticking on DraftKings, hypothetically, you've got your twenty-five dollars. Go to the they, they usually have a tournament where it's a twenty-entry max for a dollar each. Mm-hmm. So you max you max that one out. Now and remember,
0: got- the big dogs can't see that tournament. So you don't have to worry. A lot of those one-dollar and two-dollar events, they're not able to enter. So keep that in mind as well. Yeah,
1: and so now you're on a level playing field with everybody. You've got 20 different lineups in there that you've maxed out. You you could put 20 of the same lineups in there. I don't usually do that, but I'll hit on that here again in a minute. But but that's another way to get – if you're the type of player who likes to build different lineups and maybe just swap out one guy here, one guy there, so all of your lineups look pretty similar, but you want to get some variation just in case it was that one – you know, last value player that you're not sure of, you like a couple guys in that 4K range, well, you know, you swap them out and pretty soon you've got your 20 lineup. So that would be another way to do it. Um, the next step up, if you're going to that second category where you're playing more like $50 a night in tournaments, mm-hmm. then you can do the, you can do three, you could do three single entries. You could max out that 20 max $1 tournament I was just talking about. And you could put one entry in on DraftKings that you know the big tournament usually is somewhere like ten to fifteen dollars. The one where you could put one hundred fifty lineups in there. So if you yeah. want to put in one, then you could you could do that with fifty dollars. Again, three single entries, twenty in the one dollar, and then one of those ten to fifteen dollar entries. There's your fifty bucks. And how many
0: and, different lineups are you in in that type of a scenario? Would you construct?
1: Well that's that's a good question. and um, I personally like to do if I'm gonna do three single entries, I like to do three different lineups. okay and I've, I, I've seen lots of players who will just play the same lineup in each one because they know if they hits, they have a very good chance of winning all three. and I, I've seen that happen. so yeah, um, i I think it's sort of dealer's choice on that one, whichever one you feel more comfortable with, maybe you you don't have quite as much time. On most nights and you want to just focus on building one lineup, I fully support that. If you have a little bit more time um, or maybe you want to um, use those three categories I mentioned earlier, if you're going to do three different single entries, put one where where it's a game stack, put one where it's a balanced lineup, and put one where it's stars and scrubs. Yeah. So that's how I would break it down for $50. And then if you have $250 – then you can do that same group of single entries, maybe even get one or two more that's a little bit more expensive, like you were talking about, Coach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then this next category within that $250 is $100 in tournament play. What you can do is, again, max out that dollar entry tournament with 20, then bump it up on DraftKings. There's usually a 20 max tournament for $4 each. So if you do 20 at a dollar and 20 at $4. That's twenty and eighty. That's a hundred dollars right there. And then you can put several entries after that in the big ten to fifteen dollar. You know, top price is a hundred thousand. So, so that's what I would do on a night where I'm investing around two fifty. And the the whole purpose of that is with bankroll management again is just sort of balancing those solid gains because if you put If you're if you're in a 20 entry max and let's say it's the dollar one, you know, a lot of nights you put in 20, you might get back twenty five dollars if you have a decent night. If you have a a good night, you might put twenty dollars in and have, you know, 12 to 15 of those cash. You might get back fifty dollars. Right. If you if you have a bad night, you put twenty dollars in, you might get back five dollars. So you're sort of balancing those out. You know, maybe if you hit one of them, if you're in the, you know, the dollar entry one, you're, you're probably going to win two or three thousand for winning it. If you're in the four dollar one, you're probably going to win eight to twelve thousand. If you're yeah. in the ten to fifteen, you're going to win a hundred thousand. So you're just sort of balancing out um, your your overall return with hopefully a lot of you know small wins and then the occasional much bigger win. And then you're always just again you're just sort of tinkering with how many entries you're able to put in the contest with the max entry. Because again, coach, we're talking about tournament players here. They, they're going to, they're going to be in this contest. So just a matter of how many you put in. And then the other point I would make is to evaluate your play every week and every month and then, and then readjust it. So, um, you know, look at your performance, look at which slates you're doing well on, Look at which types of contests, you know, is it the single entry? Is it the three entry max? Is it the 20 entry max? And then adjust your play going forward. And and same thing with the bankroll, you know, keep these keep those same amounts for a month, whether it's the, you know, 12 to 25 a night or 50 a night. Do that for a month. And if you're winning, then after a month, say, all right, I'm going to up it a certain percentage. And I think if you do that, then you can gradually increase the bankroll and not get into so many so much volatility with the ups and downs uh I think that's a solid approach
0: I agree and you know you you got to have the stomach for it if you're strictly a, a GPP player I mean I'm definitely not I think it's just too volatile I like taking shots but uh again I pick my spots with that so if you do play that and that's your thing that's cool but I would say just, just keep hand-building, and obviously, if you become a member with us, you're going to get uh, two cash lineups and two GPP lineups, so you're going to have four of your lineups that you want to play, if you do play both, uh, that you're ready to roll with, with FanDuel and DraftKings, and you know that can give you a good basis. I think a, a lot of the Twitter, uh, the tweets I get and, and comments I get are a lot of people uh, are obviously winning with our lineups that's why we're we're you know growing so fast and everything's uh, been fantastic but what they're doing is they're if they're uh, entering more than one lineup they're taking our general lineups we're providing and making like two pivots one or two three pivots of guys of similar pricing that they like a little bit better and that's bringing them a lot of success so you know i i highly recommend especially for the tournament players of using the tournaments, that uh, the lineups that Michael and Andrew provide, and then also tweaking some of those multiple lineups you're using by just pivoting a guy or two from that main build. And then for cash, it's just a whole different world. For me, it's easy to explain this one. Uh, And I'll just use myself as an example. I very often will play around 300, 350 in cash only uh, on on a given night. And it's pretty easy selection for me. I will I will generally if just to make it that simple I don't play a ton of contests I'll play generally a uh, hundred dollar heads up and I'll play a hundred dollar uh, fifty fifty where I can double my money and then I'll use that last hundred to play uh, some single entry contests whether it be the forty four dollar one on um, uh, DraftKings or the $50 one I like a lot on FanDuel because, you know, you get in the money in those, you win some serious cash. And even if I don't hit in those single entries, which are tougher, I've got two-thirds of my money that night uh, on cash where I have a 50-50 chance to win, which, you know, the the way we build lineups here, I think, is a way better than 50-50 chance. So, you know, that's how i built my bankroll over time. I didn't jump into this five years ago with a ten thousand dollar bankroll. You know, I was you know working like everybody else and kids and, and costs and you know I certainly would never put my family at risk by over you know playing what you can afford to do. So I think I threw a couple hundred bucks in there and uh, the rest is history. I've you know I initially had to I think reload once or twice, but Then I stayed disciplined and just kept building and building. And then, uh, you know, I had one huge hit on FanDuel, which was nine grand. So, you know, then you pull some out and keep your bankroll going. And generally, I've been fortunate enough to keep that going because of the discipline. I mean, there's always that, you know, that night where you feel this is my best lineup I built this year. I'm really going to die. I'm going to play a couple grand. And I just I won't let myself do that, even though there are some times where I would have just absolutely murdered it. But it doesn't make up for the times where you're going to bust and lose half your bankroll. And then, you know, believe me, you there are a lot of people that win nine grand in in fantasy uh, sports, DFS sports, and they lose that back within a day or two. I mean, it's that simple. They just think I'm going to double up. I'm going to triple up like. It's I, I equate it to somebody that's in a casino drinking like crazy, playing uh, sixty dollars on the roulette wheel and all these different spots, and the the number comes up and it's they they have one chip on that one and they're like yeah, well they get thirty five back and they bet sixty. See that I mean it's just <laughs> right. it's literally the the concept of just not focusing on on how to do it so. You know for cash, that's generally how I do it. And then it and all you have to do is if you're playing less, if you're only gonna play thirty bucks that night, then you just do the opposite play uh, play a ten dollar fifty fifty on fan duel. You can also play like a, a multiplier, which I like those a lot. you know, if you're getting a little frostier and you want like three times your money or five times your money, you can play those for ten bucks. Those are very winnable because it's just a small field and then play that single entry uh, tournament. That's always that wild card. If you need that extra buzz, that single entry is just as good of a buzz, better th- of a buzz than when you throw a one shot deal in against everybody's 150 lineups, because come, you know, 7:45 you're dead. And then, you know, your night's over. So, you know, a lot of times, so that's how I would do it on the cash side And I think you can consistently build a bankroll, and then supplement it with those big hits, and that allows you to do it, you know, at at even a higher level. So, but I can't stress enough. I know I said like 30 times on this podcast tonight, but, or uh, you know, just be disciplined. This is a game of skill, where the majority of it is, you know, if you're with us at DFS Coach Talk, you're going to get all of that experience and all of that information that we build our lineups with and have a huge edge on the field. If you're just doing it on your own, same thing goes though, you know, hand build, be disciplined. Uh, don't overstep what you can do because that's where people get in trouble with this. And, and you can, and remember that the majority of people, I read those stats earlier, The majority of people lose at this. We're talking like 73% of people generally will lose at this. So to be in that 27%, uh, you know, you've got to take it seriously like we're talking here and do it on a regular basis. Uh, Hopefully you join with us. If not, you're doing it on your own. Follow these principles anyway, and that's going to help you have some longevity. And the other – the last thing I wanted to mention in this one is don't overdo the sports just because it's a buzz. You know, if you if you are strong at football and basketball, spend 90 percent of your funds on those contests. If you can't stand it and you want to play a baseball one but you don't know that much about baseball or you want to play a hockey one or you want to play whatever these – soccer, whatever, they offer everything – just make it just a little tiny thing for fun. Don't get sucked into those. Uh, I've seen guys that don't know anything about hockey that build lineups and just pour a bunch of stuff. It's stupid. Just focus on the sports you're really good at. And, you know, we, we are trying to do that here. Yes, as DFS Coach Talk, sure, everybody's telling me, you know, offer nine sports. Why not? You know, get a pro for mixed martial arts. Get a pro for all these other sports sports you know, to me, it, it just really takes out the, the special that we're trying to bring forward to this. So the, the group of pros that I, I put together, the next level with these guys are that we're on football, basketball, and baseball. And that's going to give us overlap in year round. We're never going to have a day off throughout the whole entire season. Literally, there's going to be something going every day uh, in those sports. And you know, to be honed in and focused. And, you know, we explained what we go through to prepare for one slate. And if you're talking five or six hours of preparation and then following through in the afternoon and then watching it down to the wire, how are you going to do that if you're willy nillying five sports? You can't do it. So stay disciplined, stay with what your strength is, follow the process here. It's a proven process, it's like anything else. You look, in order to figure out how to do well at something, you have to look at the past. We have a large enough sample size now with five years, five and a half years, to say, okay, this works and this doesn't. And I'm telling you that sample size tells you to be disciplined in the percentage of the bank while you're playing each night, stay with your strengths, and plan on building slowly. Don't go for just the big hit. If you follow just those parameters and... You know, then you multiply that by by five if you join us of a DFS coach talk, because you're getting all of your knowledge that you're bringing to the table and all of what our pros are bringing to the table. So that is sort of my spiel on that, Mr. Andrew. Do you have any what were wise words to add? I do. I want to add in one more point here
1: to add to the discipline piece and. One thing I think you can do that can really help with your bankroll management is to set a goal. So if you start out with let's say you're one of these good point one of these guys with a bankroll of 250, set a goal. Set a goal of getting it to 500. And then if you get it to 500, maybe you withdraw 250 and so then you know you're you're playing with the house's money. Exactly. And so you set small short-term goals like that. And you try to reach them, and then you reward yourself with taking some money out. And then the next thing is just to keep your discipline with those goals. So let's say you you, you start out with 250. Your goal is to get to 500. And then you you hit a massive GPP and you get up to six, eight, ten thousand. Well, don't be one of those players that Coach was talking about, where you completely ramp up your limits, and the nine, 10 k is gone in you know a couple of weeks. Take out half the money, take out half of that big, big hit that you got, you know, take out four or five K and then, okay, so now I have a much bigger bankroll. Then you can reevaluate your limits and your goals, but just do everything steadily like that where you're hitting your goals, you're rewarding yourself and then you're reevaluating and and changing your, your goals gradually.
0: That's a fantastic point. And, you know, you can always want your one click away at looking at your history. So I follow my history on each site. You know, for me, I play the majority on DraftKings and FanDuel, but I do play Yahoo and uh, Fantasy Draft. So I have to keep track of four. So what I do is I'm constantly following the history there of, you know, wins and losses to know where I'm at. And I do have goals, just like Andrew does. My my magic number and everybody's magic number is going to be different. But when I get to and again, this is just completely up to whatever your magic number may be thirty, three hundred or whatever. For me it happens to be three thousand. And that's with the four sites combined. And what I do is when I if I build that up to thirty seven hundred, I'm taking seven hundred out. And I'm going to be at, I'm trying to keep it. My goal is always to keep it at that three grand number. And if I go down below it, you know, have a a poor streak, which it happens to everybody. And I'm down to 2,500. Now I'm really focusing on incrementally getting that back to that three grand number. Because I know when I go over that, I'm going to be able to withdraw some. And that's, if you you set that number in your head and just don't, you know, if, if you don't have a plan and you just go into it. You're gonna think, okay, well, I, man, I'm on fire. I built this from 50 bucks to 300. Let's keep rolling. And you're not pulling anything out. You're not doing it. You know, you don't have any guidelines set in your head, like Andrew said. Uh, set those guidelines. If you have to write them down, go old school. You know, I've seen a lot of guys, uh, even young guys, they'll mark each day. You know, minus 110, plus 80, minus 20, and then when they get to a goal, they'll, they'll put withdrawal withdraw 300 whatever and they keep a, a running tally whatever you have to do to uh keep the discipline and the strategy in place with goals and what you're trying to achieve uh you're going to do really well at it you really are i mean that's that is half the battle because let's face it how many people do you personally know for our, all the people that are listening and it doesn't it doesn't mean you have to point at yourself but even buddies you know that play dfs that don't have really any rhyme or reason to it. And this is their big thing. Like, you know, you you know what's amazing to me, Andrew? And here here I'll equate it with this last point. When people land in Vegas on an airplane and they've got two grand in their pocket, I'm telling you, and I'm not kidding you, nine out of ten of those people are there to drink, have a blast, and leave the two grand in Vegas. Let's face it. It's just that's the way it is. So it's a mentality of, okay, I'm going to go here, have fun, drink, gamble, whatever, and I bring the two grand, leave, I'll go home. So it's, it's, a, it's a strategy that you can't look at it that way. You know, if, if I land in Vegas and I have three grand in my pocket, I've got a, a distinct – plan of how i want to get that money up to a certain point what i'm going to play if i'm going to enter a poker tournament i factor that in and i'd never play like a slot machine where you have one in a million chance to win again but again you can win not saying that's a bad thing for anybody but my my uh, trying to analyze that i'm trying to do the comparison of when you fly into vegas willy-nilly and you're just playing $10 10 dollar slots just for fun and throwing backs and drinks and doing this and doing that you know it, it's like you've already decided you're going to lose and you can do the same thing in, in DFS i mean people work a hard day they get home they want to get a buzz going watching a game as far as you know being able to root something in and they just throw it willy-nilly into the pot and say you know if it happens it happens it's my it's my like buying a, a couple cases of beer a couple this a couple that but it, you can't take that approach i mean you can but you're going to lose. I mean, just telling you right now, you will lose in a matter of time. But if you stay with this structured approach and you do that, whether you're going to Vegas or whether you're playing DFS sports or whatever you're doing in goals that you're setting for yourself, then you have to follow those on a consistent basis if you want to win long-term. And I'm telling you that the pros that I know very well in this industry, and I know a lot of the top guys, Uh, And there's some really terrific uh, people and there's some guys that aren't that terrific. But the bottom line is that the consistency they have in winning over a long period of time is based on those thoughts. Now, we all go about it differently. You have my buddy uh, over at Osmo. He's going to do it by the 150 entries and, you know, much more volume played and still make that profit. It's just in a different manner. Then you'll have just the strict guys that one lineup only, huge dollar heads ups. You know they'll play the the, the five thousand dollar heads up, all of that stuff. That's one. But if you know, it, it can work in any way. But the one thing that all of us have in that realm that win consistently is that we have a plan and we execute that plan and we don't go outside of those bounds. So that's really what I wanted to drive home because this is all well and good if. Uh, you follow those principles because, you know, we'll spend what Andrew, six hours preparing an hour and a half podcast. And then we'll be in discord for three hours, all to put out a lineup to win that night in DFS. And, you know, what we didn't talk about in all of that period of time, what do you, what contests are you playing? What, what's the max you're going to play tonight? All the stuff that we've talked about in these last four podcasts. You already have to have that in place because when we're in the fire of getting these lineups out and ready, you've already got to have that plan. If you're making that plan up as you go, that's not going to work. So, you know, have the plan going in. What I tell people to do is go in there that night or first thing in the morning and reserve the spots in those contests that you've already wanted to do. The 50-50s, because sometimes it sucks on FanDuel if you get a 50-50 that's Uh, 250 people or something and it doesn't fill they just give you your money back and you're like what the hell so get in those early reserve the spots already know what you're playing as far as the 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 uh contests because the lineup shouldn't matter that you've already got your plan in place so reserve those spots and then let the whole day play out with the lineups and then you plug the lineups right into those spots
1: yeah, absolutely. you you you've got to get the contest early to make sure you get the ones you want. Sometimes the single entry ones uh, fill up. But I agree, you know, just to finish your point on on having the goal and not setting yourself up to say, all right, well, here's my 2000 in Vegas. I'm OK with it if I lose it again. Make a goal and, you know, gear yourself mentally towards being profitable. So to, to finish off the analogy, you're in Vegas you're at the blackjack table once you start winning what do you do you start putting those green chips and those black chips doubling in your other, up. In your other yep. pocket oh well, you're yeah, right. you're doubling up so what do you do you put them in your other pocket you know that's my profit pocket yep. and then then you know okay that's off limits so you know same thing that's one way you you come out of vegas ahead and unless, that's how you
0: unless your beautiful wife comes rolling up looking for a little uh hand out to hit the slot oh well you know she I'm always saying? i mean she always has she access has. to the profit pocket she, of she has first access to that yes,
1: pocket <laughs> <No doubt. laughs> that goes without saying so <laughs> put the profit
0: pocket I agree aside with you, for. Man, that, but yeah, you know how many pocket. people do you see in vegas that don't do that that, yep. that they're up five grand they think this is my night i'm gonna make 25 grand and then boom it's gone right. so i mean it's really the same psychology as that exactly. it really is so awesome stuff so Hopefully we drove that point home to death. That's uh, what we're gonna do on these these last four podcasts. Is uh, the, the week before sports comes back, which we'll obviously get that date at some point. We're gonna you know repost these again for everybody to listen to because you know I, honestly I think this has a lot of value for DFS players. What we've gone over the last four podcasts, whether you're a really small uh, player or a huge player just to remember these things and to review them and to refresh them. You know, it's always important in life to make the best out of a, a bad situation. Cause we all are going to deal with bad situations. We just happen to all be dealing with a bad situation at the same time. So, you know, what do we do during this period? I know there's a lot of people getting uh, real antsy and depressed and worried and, you know, and just or, and there's also people I've seen a big spike. I've I read about that people are getting on these online casinos and blowing all their money and doing all this just because they're, don't, they're out of their regular deal. So, you know, to, to take a positive spin on this, we're going to come to you every day, seven days a week. Wherever podcasts can be found, I mean, you can literally find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. And you know, stay with us, stay in gear with what we're doing. Prepare and prepare. You can never over prepare. Anybody that says that they're they're just lazy, you can't over prepare. And we'll be ready when they come back. You know, when you when you uh, listen to us on one of those, we're really pushing DFS Coach Talk to move up the search. Aspect of things so if somebody's on iTunes and they're looking to listen to a DFS podcast because we're newer we're not up at the top yet so the way to get there is if you can throw the five stars on there give us a little comment Uh, we're going to have a drawing once a month for free month membership for anybody that did the five stars and put the comment Uh, also on uh, you know the other sites like YouTube a thumbs up and on all of them. Subscribe is key if you can subscribe then when the podcast goes up, you know, it's there like we're gonna never do this podcast really at the exact moment every day because it's we're recording it and then editing it and putting uh, putting it out there. So it may go up at 11 in the morning or one in the afternoon, whatever. But if you have if you subscribed on any of those uh, podcast spots, you will be given an alert. When the podcast has been uh, put up. So, and I also will be putting that on Twitter every day off of our uh, at DFS Coach Talk. So, if you want to listen to any of this stuff, go to at DFS Coach Talk. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com to get a part of what we're doing. You can look me up directly at Joe Sarvati, J O E -S S A R V A D I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And uh, Mike is at Mike M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. So you can follow any of us, ask us any questions. We're all about using this stoppage in sports to getting better. Um, You know, we're having that, we announced at the beginning of the show, that fun little simulation contest where you can win the hoodie and the membership and stuff. You know, that's all fun and games, and it's great, and it's a distraction, and I love uh, talking trash it's one of my favorite things uh especially when it's against you know my uh my pro in uh in gpps if, if i can beat him in that then it's it, you know it's it's a hard day for for andrew and mike that's for sure <laughs> but, but uh so we're doing that for fun but in essence the the, the goal of when you listen in every day is going to be that building towards that because you know right now it feels like it could be forever oh my god we might not get back to sports till july or something and, and it's like so overwhelming but time flies by just don't waste it let's use it to prepare and be better you know we started uh, dfs coach talk a lot uh when when the world lost kobe it was that mamba mentality was something that we as a group the seven of us all really embraced and we said you know what let's just get this going let's go uh, and we've got DFS coach talk off the ground and we were really motivated by his type of thinking. And I guarantee you, if he was here on earth right now and he was still playing, he would have found a place to be practicing every single day. Or if or if he was playing DFS, he'd be listening to the pods and doing the things to prepare. He's you know, and if you if can learn the biggest lesson from him is uh, and, and I'm telling you, I saw it firsthand Nobody has ever gotten close, close to him as far as preparation. So, you know, that lesson, let's use it to make some money in DFS or use it to be better at your job or use it to be better at your marriage or use it to be better. You know, whatever your goal is or what you're setting out to do, you can't over focus, over prepare. It's not non-existent because Kobe took his skills, put that entire mentality to it and that's why he got to where he was it's not that he was way better than a bunch of these guys that he just blew past from a physical standpoint or, or a mental standpoint even but he put those pieces together and knew what it took to get from point a to point b where other people just want to go out there and do whatever it's the same principle you can put in every spot in your life and you know dfs is a lot of fun it's a great uh you know, hobby for people, and you know, there's a lot of us that can do it for a living, and you do that by getting to that point with that type of structure, that kind of discipline. And we also want uh, to remind our our members and, and those listening go to mambaon3.org, it's M A M B A O N T H R E E.org. It's a wonderful fund that uh, Vanessa uh, Bryant set up for the families of those. Uh, who uh, perished in that accident. So even though we're all in hard times, you know that's still a wonderful fund to give to. I'm sure that since this has happened, a lot of people stopped donating to it. So if if you have a chance to do that, um, you know I would I would certainly uh, encourage it. All right, my man. Um, tomorrow, Andrew and I will be back, and we are going to go right straight to the standings in the NBA. And base the show on where we at in the standings. What will happen if they go straight to the playoffs with no regular season? Or the majority of people think they'll play some type of ten games or whatever. You know, who's the dogfights for the positions? We all know New Orleans is trying to get that eight spot from Memphis. Stuff like that. We'll talk about that. Uh, We'll talk about also the teams that are like already out of it. And those are already pretty much locked it up. You know, how are they going to approach things? You know, we don't know all the answers uh, because no one, this has never happened before. But we're going to, you know, digest it from the standpoint of, you know, the switch flips back on. Here's the standings here. You know, we have to qualify for the playoffs. And who are we going to talk about and look at that are going to st- – Stand out and who are the guys that may not play that much anymore this season based on just you know they're going to be free agents or they're trying to get traded you know the kevin loves the world people like that so we're going to go through all of that and you know that'll be our precursor to breaking down two teams at a time every day for the 15 days following that so tomorrow's going to be a really good show andrew and i have talked offline a lot about the possibilities and why we think Things are going to happen a certain way uh, the rest of the season. So I think it'll be a real fun discussion that we can have uh, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. And thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, let's get in that, uh, that fun little uh, tournament we're having. That's a blast. And we'll be tweeting that information out there as well. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for DFS Coach Talk. Uh, For my fellow NBA pros, Mike Patria and Andrew Hansen, I am coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to prepare to crush it in NBA DFS. to dribble up and down the court, just like I